0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number five of the Disorder Podcast. I'm in shock saying that. I can't believe it's episode number five already, meaning we are moving into month number two of having this podcast. That is just so crazy for me to think about, but very grateful to be along this journey and for you guys joining me along this journey. I switched up the mic situation. Let me know if it sounds better. I already listened back to the first episode and just cringe at the whole mic situation from that episode. Definitely think we're slowly improving, getting better. You live, you learn. But today we're going to talk all about how to have a better conversation with people who are struggling with eating disorders and just in general. I don't want this episode to be limited to people who think they know someone struggling and want to know how to talk to them. Or be limited to people who are having eating disordered thoughts and struggling with that. This really is an episode for everyone. I think these are just things that we can all learn of how to really just have a better conversation. This topic was actually requested. And if anyone ever has a request of something you want me to talk about, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. It's just my name at Jamie Robin. But I think this is a super important talk topic to talk about regardless and I'm really excited to share with you guys this episode but last little thing before I get into it I do just want to do a disclaimer a lot of the things I'm gonna talk about I can think of people off the top of my head who have said these things to me and if this is you if you know me personally and you know that you've said something like this to me don't sweat it, don't worry about it, things like this, I feel like I have definitely recognized what triggers me and what doesn't, and so things don't really affect me the same way that they do, there's nothing that someone, that one person has said to me that has just set me into a smile, so I don't want anyone to worry if you do know me personally, but with that being said, let's just dive right into today's topic what you should say versus what you should not say to someone struggling with an eating disorder. So let's start off with what not to say to someone. So this phrase is one that I hear all the time, especially in college. I would hear it probably 10 times a day. And that's not even exaggerating, honestly. And that is anything revolving around the words skinny or fat or any of those terms. So some examples of some of these phrases are, you're so skinny, I wish I was as skinny as you, or wow, you know, I feel so fat after eating that, I wish I could just eat like you. So again, super common phrases, honestly. But these phrases, whether meant to be harmless or not, which I know a lot of times, they are obviously meant to be harmless to other people, because most times you're talking about yourself but it can really send someone into a spiral i know people who don't struggle who are not struggling with an eating disorder per se may not really understand how calling someone skinny could be harmful in any way but the reality is it is super triggering to people struggling because it just kind of really makes them very hyper aware of their body and validates in their head that people notice how their body looks which is what your eating disorder tells you calling them skinny not only like validates them in their eating disorder but it can also cause them to just double down on their eating disorder because it just makes them not want to accidentally and you know quotation marks around that word gain weight and people stop calling them skinny. So the last thing I said is purely the illusion of disordered eating, that word accidentally. It's just an illusion of the eating disorder thoughts. You know, for me personally, when I was struggling and someone would comment about me being skinny, I would really just want to double down on what I was doing to continue to get those compliments. I wanted to be, I wanted people to continue to think that I was thin. And I just started to have the biggest fear of gaining weight because if people were calling me skinny, you know, at that point in my life, then surely if I did gain weight, they would comment on that, whether it was to my face or behind my back. And that's really just what fueled those disordered thoughts was when people commented about my weight so just anything about weight anything about a person's appearance we should just never ever ever comment on someone's appearance and even calling yourself fat or skinny people compare themselves to you so when you're sitting there saying oh I feel fat after eating that someone sitting next to you who could be very well struggling with disordered eating thoughts is sitting there automatically comparing their body to yours and saying well if she feels like she's fat after eating that I just ate twice as much you know or I just ate the same like I am automatically fat also by default so just never comment on your weight someone else's weight because it's gonna hurt someone whether it hurts your own self-esteem or your own self which we should never be talking about ourselves that way we should never be talking about someone else that way, even if we mean it as a compliment. Because, you know, just coming about commenting about someone's body in general is just not, not the way to go. So, the next phrase I want to talk about is, I wish I could eat like you. So, that's kind of what we talked about earlier with, you know, you're so skinny, I wish I could eat like you. This tells someone struggling that they are you know, again, being validated in their disordered eating, and they'll continue to do what they're doing in order to continue to get that validation from those kinds of comments. They could, and, you know, 90% of the time, if you're dealing with an eating disorder, you are just miserable. And then the other 10% is forgetting that you're miserable. But when people notice what you're eating and their eating habits, it just... Validates that. And they want to keep going. A lot of eating disorders stem around validation. I don't want to say all. Because obviously I'm sure there's. You know the exception of. Your motivation for. Having an eating disorder. But. The main root of it is. We want to be validated by society. We we want other people to. Notice how we look. We want to fit society's mold. Fit the standard. And we're comparing ourselves to other people. And again, this is for me, at least, I should say. I just want to emphasize that I'm not saying that all eating disorders are from validation. But most of the eating disorders that I have dealt with around healthy eating or not eating as much are for the sole purpose of looking a certain way. And in regards to these phrases, I just need to say again and emphasize again we should never be commenting about what anyone is eating or what anyone looks like you know never say you're so skinny you look fat or (laughs) I'm sure you would never say you look fat but like I look fat and yeah we just really need to move past commenting on anyone's bodies so if you are suspecting someone you love is struggling with an eating disorder because of weight fluctuation and you want to say something, but obviously you don't want to trigger them further by commenting on that weight fluctuation, Uh, we're going to talk about how to do that in a little. But moving on with what not to say, let's get into the second thing, and that is talking about any diet whatsoever. Again, I talked about this in the previous episode, I believe, but living in a sorority house, toxic diets and toxic diet cultures were everywhere. We're everywhere. It's all people talked about at meals. I had to stop eating meals in the like dining hall and sitting with other people because of how much people were talking about their eating, their food, their diets, You know what they weren't eating, what they were eating. I felt like I was living just... I honestly at certain points I felt like I was being punked with the amount of like mind you 19 year old girls that were on some kind of diet these 19 year old college kids in a sorority house just everyone everyone had just the worst relationship with food and just wanting to you know fit the mold of the sorority girl, and impress these frat boys, it was just awful, and again, I think I need to save all my sorority stuff for another day, because that could be a whole episode of just all that, the world of Greek life, but yeah, I just remember sitting at lunch, and girls were talking about, you know, their new diet, or how they cut out this one specific food group, and automatically in my head i was telling myself okay if they're cutting out this and they look like that i need to do that too because if they're going on a diet and they look like that i should be going on one you know which is completely wrong and like i've said a million one times and will continue to say till the day i die there are no bad foods and the sooner we get rid of that thinking the healthier we are but as a 19 year old college girl I didn't know better. And I was just listening to the people around me. And that's why diets fail. That's why diets are so bad for your mental health. And that's why we need to stop talking about them, especially at 19. I can't emphasize that enough. Throughout college, oh, the amount of, you know, just uh, poor mental state. I could have been saved. Time having a poor mental state, I should say. I could have been saved. The sooner I realized that diets are the stupidest thing to ever cross the earth I would have been a lot happier we'll just we'll just say that (laughs) but let's go into the next phrase and this one revolves around anything pertaining calories so some examples could be you know like this meal has so many calories in it or this only has this many calories so I can eat this many so, basing your hunger off of calorie counting versus just purely your hunger cues is so toxic. And something it's something I will say, I, I do still struggle with if I'm at a restaurant and I'm looking at a menu and the calories are listed, it's a little bit still of a struggle for me to not base my meal, like choose my meal based off of what has the lowest amount of calories. But what i have noticed and what i've just been really trying to challenge myself on is so let's say i get a menu item with more calories than you know the other ones i typically just eat however much that i want until i'm full and a lot of times end up eating just the same amount that i would have in the low calorie items but find myself more satisfied Because it's what I wanted, and not what I'm telling myself my body needs. So in the end, I eat the same, but I'm having a more delicious meal, I'm more content with what I'm eating, and just all around a better experience. So we really just need to stop putting the emphasis on calories, because it fuels people's disordered thoughts to care deeply about that number, versus listening to what your body wants. It's just very clearly not a healthy state of mind and like I said, it's something I still work on and when people talk about calories at mealtime, again, I am finding that I am becoming much more thick-skinned so it doesn't necessarily affect me the same way it would have but when I was in, you know, my really delicate states, it, it would have kind of sent me into this state of mind during that meal that, okay, I, I need to only eat x amount of calories so just all around we really need to stop putting the emphasis on calories so the final thing i want to talk about really avoiding is anything revolving around working off food and i hope you could hear the quotation marks around the word working off so this includes things like you know i'm gonna go for a run to burn off that meal or let's go to the gym so we can eat x tonight or do x tonight so this can just be incredibly triggering because it feels and it feeds really the idea that exercise is the opposite of eating when it's not they are not two opposites and really have no relation at all they are two separate entities and one does not cancel out the other So eating disorders really tell us that, you know, our bodies aren't good enough as is and we have to cancel everything out that we eat. And that's not the case at all. One of the things I did during my recovery and a lot of people um, have to do during recovery is they tell you, you have to stop exercising. And that's just to show yourself that you can still eat food and not exercise and nothing changes it's not like you're gonna you know gain a billion whatever it's it was really really good exercise you know mentally for me because that's when my relationship with working out completely changed into something I didn't feel like I had to do to cancel something out whether I wanted to work out or not but it turned into something I wanted to do because I started seeing just the benefits it really had and you know it just helped me sleep better it it, ha- it just you know harvested such a positive mindset for me it helped me worked off stress and you know that's why we just can't say things like that because it's not only true but it just harvests such a negative mentality around working out or you know exercise in general for everyone So we just need to take the focus off of working out to cancel something out and put it back on on just really celebrating what your body can do. Okay, so now that we talked about what not to say, let's move into what to say. So first I want to hit on what to do if a loved one is struggling and you want to help, you want to bring it up, you just want to see where they are. So... Again, I just want to preface this really quick by saying it's not a one-size-fits-all, and I'm really just saying what worked for me and how I would approach someone I thought was struggling. So, first off, you really need to create a warm and inviting place to talk. You know, have them come over to hang out or something like that. Don't do it in a place that makes them uncomfortable to talk about their emotions. So, nowhere in public, for sure, and... Nowhere where alcohol is involved. Don't be at a party and both of you be a couple drinks in and then try to bring up their (laughs) eating disorder. That's just not, it doesn't seem like it's coming from a genuine place. So just really harvest a really positive environment for them to feel like they can open up. So next, make sure you start the conversation by just letting you know that it's coming from a place of love, you care about them. And you just notice something seems off. So mention how you notice that they seem anxious around food maybe. Or they seem uneasy around mealtimes. Whatever it is that kind of is indicating to you. And I need to emphasize this so much. Imagine I'm saying this like in all caps. (laughs) Do not mention anything about weight fluctuation. Whether they have gained or lost weight. It should not be your point of reasoning to talking to them about why you think they're struggling because like we said earlier, it's a huge trigger and you pointing it out that you've noticed, again, it validates them in one way or another that they're having an eating disorder. So just really hit on the points around the mentality around it. You know, mention that they just seem really anxious. They don't seem happy, stuff like that and don't talk about their weight fluctuation so next just really share your experience honestly um this I'm not saying you have to have an experience with an eating disorder or any kind of disordered food thoughts but just talk about what you know about it say how you know that it's such a hard thing to deal with and you know just things like that don't Don't pretend like you're dealing with one if you're not, but if you have, just maybe bring that up, but really find that balance between talking about yourself and listening to them because you don't want to turn it into something about yourself where you're like, oh, I'm noticing you're struggling, but like, listen to my sob story. So just put it in there that you, if you have experience with it, that you have and you're there to talk to them. You're there to listen. And really listen. Don't try to make it about yourself. Don't try to turn it into something else. Just listen to what they have to say and structure everything with I. So, an example is like, I noticed this, or I personally have struggled with this. Don't structure anything like, you're doing this, or you look like this, because it comes off accusatory and you want to come from a place of love. So, Just structuring everything with, I personally noticed, or, you know, I noticed this, or it seems like this. Because just know that if they do open about their struggles, you just want to make sure that you're again listening to them because the ideal thing that would come next is. Having something to recommend they do, whether that's seek therapy, which I think everyone should go to therapy regardless if they're struggling or not. But if it is more serious than you think or you thought, just having something to recommend a doctor they can see, a number they can call, which there is an eating disorder hotline, or just getting medical help in general. So don't try to coach them through it yourself because it's such a delicate state You don't want to give them a simple remedy, even if it's on accident, to seem like you're diminishing their problems. You know, if they they do open up and they say they're struggling with it and you try to give them advice on how to fix it, it just just don't do that. (laughs) Just really recommend that they see a professional about it. And lastly, just know that you might receive negative backlash from anger to denial. There's a lot of different negative responses to raising your concerns over someone else's eating disorder. So just be prepared that they could react unkindly to you. But I will say even if they do react unkindly, it might just plant a seed in their head that needs to be planted where they can say, okay, maybe this isn't normal. Maybe I don't have to, you know, live like this anymore. So don't feel bad if you brought it up, as long as you are just coming from a place of love and treat them with kindness, then you can't go wrong, even if they do react badly. So, yeah, just phrase anything that doesn't include body looks, again, really want to emphasize that, um, but yeah, so finally, I just want to say a couple of phrases to say to someone who is openly in recovery or post-recovery from an eating disorder. So, some good phrases would be something like, I can tell you're so much happier or anything along the lines of their mental well-being. You know, these are great because it validates that their happiness is beyond how their body looks and it doesn't go unnoticed. Like telling them like I'm so proud of how far you've come or I can tell a huge difference in your confidence. Just amazing things to say to someone. Or, you know, another great thing to say is center your comments or compliments around their energy, saying that you just seem to be full of energy. Or, you know, if they are working out again, you can just say like, I can tell working out just really energizes you or just relieves stress for you. So again, emphasize anything that is not food or body related is a great compliment. So... And just in general, it's also great to let them know that you're just thinking of them and you're there to listen. You know, don't, don't try to ba- make it about you if they're in recovery and say, like, I did this or I whatever. Just be there to listen and just tell them that you're proud of them and you're thinking of them. All great things, you know. But yeah, I think that's all that I have to say for today. That really wraps it up I'd say I hope you guys enjoyed this episode let me know your thoughts make sure to rate this podcast um just lets me know if you're liking where it's going or not again send me topics if you want to hear about anything and I will talk to you guys next week bye